Welcome, welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I'm here with Dr. Linda, my amazing co-host. And we have a wonderful guest today on a topic that I'm super curious and super interested in learning. I really don't have much understanding or knowledge about what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm super excited to learn about it. And I hope you guys are as excited as I am uh, to learn from a wonderful expert that we have uh, for you guys today. So Dr. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's been cr it's been a crazy week for both of us, right? <laughs> it has been, yes, indeed. We got some high winds last night and it blew off the all the Christmas slides from the house. Ooh. And I woke up this morning and our AC and heater unit was not working. So I'm like, so that's why I'm kind of dressed warm right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to oh. handle all that after this. But welcome to the desert because you've always you've been here almost almost a year now, right? We're gonna have now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you're getting that hot and cold. Well you're used to the hot weather in the in the summer, but the winters mm -hmm. You've gone through one winter, but I don't know if you get high winds where you are. Do you get high winds Every where you are? Once in a while. Actually, yesterday we had some winds, but in the evening we were looking at the trees outside and we're like, wow, it's pretty windy outside. And then it kind of stopped. And at night I really couldn't, I didn't hear anything, but I was out. Like I, I went to sleep so tired that I was out. <laughs> Well, it's still exciting though, you know, life brings challenges, but you know, you just make the best of it. And, you know, as you were mentioning earlier, it's just like, I'm excited about our guest in this topic, because honestly, I don't know a lot about the Bach flower remedies. I know a little bit, but that's why we love bringing on guests, experts, mm -hmm. because we get to learn from them as we don't know everything, even though I, a lot of our patients think that, oh, they know it all. It's like, no, we're just resourceful. We figure things out and we contact people. So, um, but we have the amazing Dr. Maggie Garvin. She is a naturopathic physician practitioner in your neck of the woods in Chandler, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And she graduated from ASU she with a bachelor's in science and human nutrition. So right up our field with what we love. And she got her doctorate from Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine um, going on uh, going to be 10 years here pretty soon. So she's very, very busy in her practice. I love the title of her practice. It's on um, being well. And she works with a lot of different patients that um, are dealing with chronic disease, which is very rampant in the U.S. But the beauty of it, there are so many preventable, reversible um, modalities out there, and that's what she works with in her in her practice. I think one of her specialties and what she really loves to work with is the mental health, um, the mindset training. Like that's our passion and our love, because when you change your mind, your emotions, um, feelings, the way you process and look at life, it really just changes everything. So she uses the um, the Bach modalities. Um, flower remedies. So I'm really, uh, just really curious. And, you know, in her practice, Josie uh, does the homeopathy, the acupuncture, botanical medicine. And of course, she still uses a lot of the pharmacology when need be, but she's a root source kind of gal wants to get to the root cause and help her patients. So I'm glad that she's going to join us. So if you want to bring her on, it'd be awesome. Hello, Dr. Maggie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
for great. Super excited to have you joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And um, I would like to maybe getting get started by you sharing with our audience what got you into uh, naturopathic medicine? Like, what was the interest or what, what was the situation that you said, okay, this is what I'm interested in and this is the route of medicine that I want to, to go uh, and actually service people with? Sure. There's two main reasons that I got into naturopathic medicine. So the first was my aunt was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and um, she was one of my, uh, she was a blessing in my life, one of my favorite people in my life. And when she was diagnosed, no one in my family had ever really dealt with cancer before. So we, I went and I researched, like, how do you support a family member with cancer? And what I found out was most cancer is preventable. So 90%, upwards of 90% of cancer is diseases of lifestyle. And I just mm. couldn't, believe that. I just thought that was amazing statistic. And how is that not being shouted from the rooftops, right? Like, mm -hmm. why do we not know that we can change our lifestyle and prevent all this sadness? And so I think it, all that, that message gets drowned out by lots of other media and advertising. So that was one thing that led me on to this journey. And then, um, and then my son, um, was born, he was healthy and happy, but about six weeks in, he started to get ear infections and respiratory illness and eczema. And I had him to the pediatrician. We did, at the time I didn't know any better. So we did antibiotics and steroids and steroid breathing treatments. And someone had mentioned to me, why don't you take him to a naturopath? And I thought, well, oh, okay. So I took him to a naturopath because things weren't getting better. We had tubes. He was miserable. He never felt well. And, um, and the naturopath made some recommendations to me. Um, we did some herbal remedies, but her main thing was take this child off the dairy. And she's like, what are you, what are you feeding him? Well, yogurt in the morning and cheese cubes and goldfish cheese crackers. I mean, that's basically what I was feeding him was dairy. So took him off dairy and within two weeks he started to feel better. His skin was better, his earaches were down and they only came back when he had had dairy. And when my aunt had passed, she finally passed, I knew, um, you know, life is fleeting, life is short, we only get one go round. And I was happy doing what I was doing, but it wasn't my calling. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to do something different. And I thought it would be in the world of nutrition. I went to ASU's website. And uh, the ASU website said that students that take nutrition, this nutrition degree, go on to medical school. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And um, I'll be a naturopathic physician. So those are the two main things that um, led me in that direction. We usually always, uh, and what we have encountered with past guests is that there is always something that mm -hmm. leads you to the career that you're in right now, right? And so for me, actually, I'm a, I'm a nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner, and I switched my entire 
um, practice basically now to focus on holistic medicine and mindset because of something personal that happened as well. And so mm -hmm. there is usually something that leads you to uh, or that guides you towards the path of your mission where you feel uh, like you're on purpose. And that, yeah. you know, that, was, that was the reason that those two different things that happened in your life led you to where you are right now. Yes, so absolutely. Yeah. And it took me a while. I had to go back, right. get some prereqs and then finish medical school, but, and then start my practice. But yeah, wow, that was the under, those were the underlying, you know, how I got here. And as a, a natural path, I mean, you are a doctor and a lot of people, they don't really understand, you know, with naturopathic medicine, because naturopathic medicine, you also can prescribe, um, pharmaceuticals, right? So yeah. can you share a little bit and um, with, with our audience about, you know, how, how's the training similar, different to there's um, osteopathic college, you know, then there's medical school as well, you know, traditional right. allopathic medicine. I know there's a lot of similarities, probably like the core of the sciences, but how mm -hmm. is the training different with naturopathic school? Sure. So yeah, so you can be a medical doctor, an MD, a DO, doctor of osteopathy, and there's other types of doctors, but in terms of like family physician, you know, uh, or you can be a naturopathic physician um, in the state of Arizona. So Arizona licensed naturopath naturopathic physicians as uh, licensed primary care physicians. So other states do it differently. Um, in Arizona, we've had licensure for over 100 years. So we have a really broad scope of, um, of um, things that we are allowed to allowed to do in the state versus some, some other states where there isn't licensure or you are monitored by, say, another MD or a DO. And so the, the schooling, there are some similarities and some differences. So we do all the ologies. So like, you know, you do the microbiology and you do the oncology and you do, you know, anatomy, physiology, embryology. You learn um, what, the, what the body looks like in health, how it works like in health, and then what it looks like in its disease state. So we learn about labs to run, imaging to run, the meanings of those, you know, what they indicate. Um, uh, we uh, work with patients. The difference to uh, in with naturopathic medicine is that we do not have to at cur currently we don't have residencies. So Medicare and Medicaid pay for residencies for the MDs and the DO students, but we are not recognized federally as a practitioner. So it's it's just individualized on the state level. Someday if that happens, our residencies will most likely be funded the same way and we will have those residencies as well. But so that's, that's a difference. And so we work with patients starting from second year on. So we we're in school and working with patients at the same time versus our MDs and DO counterparts go to school, graduate school, and then work with, um, then work with, go on to work with patients. And so we have a lot of the very similar training, um, but then our, then our education takes a, a different route. So in Arizona, the naturopathic college here, um, to pass your license here, you have to have acupuncture. So Kit, students that go to this naturopathic school 
also are licensed to um, do acupuncture. There's a lot of schooling, so no breaks, nothing. You you're in school quite a bit, no mm -hmm. summers off or anything like that. So our license uh, includes the ability to do acupuncture, but we're also trained in botanical medicine. So your herbs, supplements, so things you're just going to pick up over at Sprouts or natural grocers, things like that, homeopathy, um, and of course, nutrition. We get a lot of nutritional um, um, nutritional education. We also um, have, a, we're not chiropractors but we do some physical medicine. So they'll call it physical medicine. So we're mm -hmm. able to do some, some adjustments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are some of the similarities and some of the differences. So Dr. Maggie, when someone goes to your um, practice mm -hmm. and they said, I just, you know, I just don't feel good, or maybe I just want to be seen to see, you know, prevent anything. What would be kind of like the process of someone walking in as a new patient uh, as far as like the exam goes, how do you pick and choose what you're going to work with, uh, with a specific patient, uh, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of modalities, like how do I pick modalities? Yeah. So, um, I think it depends on how that patient presents. So if it's a physical, if there's a, like something physically wrong, it's something, the mechanics of the body in terms of you know, bones and ligaments and things like that. I refer, I don't do physical medicine. I'm not an expert at it and that's not my thing. So I have a lot of colleagues that I'll refer, refer those things out to. So generally I work with patients that they call and they're not sure, are we a good fit? I'll have them do a free 15 minute uh, phone consult and find out what are their main health concerns. And if I feel like they're a good fit for me that I know that I can help them, then we'll get them on the schedule. But if I, that's not something that I do, then I'll refer them out. Um, uh, Cause I, you know, just like you said, I don't know everything. <laughs> that's why we have other people, we use them for resources. So, so if, but if it's a good fit for me, it's something that I, um, it's something that I treat and I have confidence treating, I enjoy treating. I'll bring them in. Um, the first visit's about an hour and a half. Prior to them coming in, I have them fill out a very extensive questionnaire. It probably takes them about 45 minutes to fill out the questionnaire. And one of the questionnaires that they fill out is a Bach Remedy questionnaire. So I have all my patients fill out a Bach Remedy questionnaire. And it's, um, well, when we, when we get into the Bach Remedies, we'll talk about it. I ask them questions about the 38 different Bach Remedies. And I ask them to answer these questions. And it, lets me know how they're feeling emotionally like where are they because that is as important as their physical symptoms and so i have them fill out their questionnaires and when they come in i um we're just pretty much have a dia dialogue what is life like describe this in more detail let me have a firm understanding of what you're experiencing so that when i do make my recommendations they they're able to follow those recommendations. Um, you know, it fits with their lifestyle. It's not overwhelming. Some people want to, they want to be in a hundred percent and some people need baby steps. So try mm -hmm. to meet them where they're at. But I, I choose modalities based on what I think would be best for the patient. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it depends on what medicines they're on, what they've tried. I always make dietary recommendations, lifestyle recommendations, 
I'll always try to support the mental emotional. I'll often use Bach remedies to do that. Um, sometimes I'll use a homeopathic remedy to do that as well. And um, so it just kind of depends. I really start with the foundational things, right? Are you pooping? Yeah. Are you sleeping? Um, <laughs> and are you drinking water? You know, I'll start there. Um, send them out for lab work and see what their labs come back to and tell me. And then we and then we go from there. So can you share a little bit about the what exactly are the Bach remedies? I mean, this is their Bach flower remedy. So how, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot to that, but can yeah. you explain a little bit about, I mean, how are they made? There's, I'm sure there's a history to that because it's not something that originated in the States kind of from researching a little bit. Yeah, so Bach flower um, essences, so it's spelled B-A-C-H, and they're named after an English physician. And he was a surgeon, and and he was also a homeopath. So um, in Europe, homeopathy is, is more widely known, widely accepted, and, and physicians will also practice both. So you might be an MD, but you also might use homeopathy. Um, so he was a surgeon and a homeopath. And after years of being in practice, his understanding about health in the body is that the mental health affected the physical health of the body. So what he wanted to do was to address the mental health of his patients, hoping to um, help change the outcome of the, the physical, the physical body. Mm -hmm. And he's a very, um, sensitive person. And I think that people that work with herbs um, and understand plants have to be very sensitive because they're getting, without being too woo, woo, they're getting information from the plants. The plant is telling them, this is what I do. This is my purpose. And he picked uh, flowers and there's 38 of them, of them in his line. And each one of those addresses a certain mental, emotional um, concern. And they are, they're, they're flower essences. They're just distilled, distilled flowers. They're preserved in brandy. Um, and if someone has a concern with that, they do have some glycerin forms or children and pet friendly, pet friendly forms. But most of them are distilled um, and preserved in uh, brandy, a modest amount. You ferment more um, eating an apple than you would um, uh, taking some Bach remedies. But there's 38 of them and they have beautiful names and they each do um, beautiful, beautiful things. But he's the one that um, created this system. Now, there are other flower essences. There's actually uh, three or four that I know here in Arizona. They make their own flower essences and they themselves have picked their flower essences. And they've decided that this flower essence works on, the, on this particular mental, emotional thing. Um, but because I was not trained, I'm not formally trained in their flower essences and the Bach flower remedies are well known and they're easier for my patients to find. Um, at this point in time, I've decided to stay using this, this system of flower essences, but there are others and, um, and there, and in other States, people are making their own, their own flower essences as well. So interesting, Dr. Maggie. And you mentioned that the emotional well-being of someone is 
equally as important as the physical well-being. Can you uh, can you extend a little bit more on that and express or explain why is that? You know, I think it's those are the mysteries of the universe too, right? Being human, um, it's complicated. It's hard. Um, it is hard being a person, and it is um, not easy going through through life. I don't care who you are, where you were born, anything. We all get our trials and tribulations. And some of us get more than others. And some of us get stuck. And um, that absolutely positively plays, uh, you know, a role in your physical health. And, um, you know, maybe lack of confidence or not not trusting your intuition or not having hope um or maybe on the other side of that maybe you think you know everything and you just want to tell everybody what to do you know like you <laughs> just know what's best for them that's you know hard on you and hard on other people but that stress that angst um suppresses our immune system it uses up a lot of energy especially if you have a lot of anxiety um, or you're depressed and you can't make yourself drink the water you need to drink or go for the walk that you need or eat the food that would be most nutritious for you. So I think um, helping somebody work through their mental, emotional um, concerns is just as important working through those, those, those physical concerns. And um, um I think that counseling is important, uh, working with spiritual advisors, uh, life coaches, all those types of things. So I'm not saying that Bach remedies are the end all be all. It's hard to work through things that you have, but it's a tool in the toolbox to help um, help help us process some of the things where, wherever we're stuck. So, the, so kind of in essence what you were saying, the flowers, because um, I know like a lot of um, shamans also, you know, they use plant, they use plant medicines. And um, in essence, I mean, we're all vibrational energy. I mean, the body is a big, it's an electrical system. Yeah. And there's everything has um, a vibration to it, has energy running through it. So in essence, is it that the Bach flower remedies, um, they have some sort of vibrational energy or they do have a vibrational energy that will change or impact what our frequency and energy is doing in the body. In essence, is that how they work and how, uh, the, how Dr. Bach determined that this works? I think that's a good characterization and I think it's hard to explain how things work on the you know emotional level like um ac take acupuncture for example is very much an energetic medicine and it is trying to get energy to either flow through or slow down or you know come you know come wherever you're trying to draw it and um and there's meridians, you know that there's meridians, um, but it is still very hard to describe, like, how does this actually work? Why, and why, and why does this, why does this work? And so I think the most sensitive of us, and that is not me, like I stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So this is their, their work, their, um, you know, their understandings of these medicines. 
I've trusted what they've said and I use them and I get good um, and I get and I get good results. But like, for example, like I just pulled out a couple, I just randomly picked out of my Bach flower um, uh, remedy box. And if I could, I'll just show you kind of what they look like. So um, they come in little vials, just little amber bottles. And this one is called Serato. And um, this is to trust your intuition. Right. So that's, that's a tough one too. Sometimes like some people just know exactly what they're supposed to do. And others like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I want it, but I want to know, I want to be, I want to be secure. So what I do is when I have, I'll have someone fill out their Bach remedy questionnaire. And if they, and each remedy has three questions to it. And if they answer yes to each one of those questions, I think that that remedy is probably one of the, one of their remedies that we should work on. Um, if they don't answer yes to all of them, then, then I'm not as, I'm probably not going to use it. So I'll have them answer all of the 30, go over all the different 38 remedies, you know, times three. So however many questions that is. And then I, then I try to get a, a picture of where, of where they're at. You know, are they overwhelmed? Do they have despair? Or is it more anxiety? Or is it perfectionism or control? Or what is it? And then we'll use those remedies. So I might pick between five and seven different remedies. Now, for anybody out there that understands Bach remedies and you and you've used Bach remedies and you've been told to do them a certain way and you only did one at a time and this and that, do whatever makes you the happiest, whatever, whatever you feel is the best, but there's more than one way to use these Bach remedies. And so I'll usually pick between five and seven remedies to put into, um, a larger, a larger bottle. And then we create their custom Bach remedies. So on the label, we'll have their name, their date of birth, and then the remedies, um, that we put in there. And, um, uh, and then we'll, what we'll do is we'll, ha I'll have them take a dropper full of their remedies, put it in their water, uh, three times a day, and then sip on that water throughout the day. And the nice thing about the Bach remedies is that every time you take a sip, you're getting a dose of those, um, those remedies and it's working on those emotions. So every time you take a sip, so you're working on it all day long, all day long and um, versus drinking it or just taking a squirt of it and putting it in your mouth. And the, it's really amazing. So people will come back and they'll, they'll make up their own name for their Bach remedies. So they'll be like magic water or, um, you know, my, you know, my, you know, my, my safe water, or my, this water. So they, they, they know like what's, what's changed in them, you know, from their first visit to like their follow-up, which is generally like three weeks, three weeks after. So they can feel little shifts. They're just subtle shifts and, and, um, it's different for everybody, but it just helps you process, just helps mm. you move past, move forward. How long do they have to take this? Um, it's funny. So some people love taking them and they'll, they'll take them for a long time and, and um, they might take them for six months or a year, or some people will just take them for a couple months and they're like, okay, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling a little bit more com confident. Um, you know, or I feel, but I, I feel better. So, um, it, I think it just depends on the person. It's kind of like, um, 
when you give somebody digestive enzymes and they know they need to take them because all oh, digestion is terrible gas bloating and just painful to eat and then as they get better they quit thinking about it and they don't take them as often they wean themselves off of what they they don't need whether they think about it or they don't think about it and so i think it depends i think it depends on the person but a lot of my people that have significant traumas and they're working with a counselor i'll just say let's just stay on this long term just that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Are there any any side effects that you know of? So none that I know of. Um, Bach remedies like homeopathy have no contraindications, even um, with polypharmacy and pregnancy. Now, um, there are sensitive people. And then also, I, I would say very anxious people, when you try anything new, and they're afraid that they're, that they're going to react to something, they automatically feel they're reacting to it. And maybe they are, you know, just their energy is just, mm -hmm. it's just a this very difficult time, right? And so, but it's not a, um, I've never had anybody have an allergic reaction to it, anaphylactic reaction to it. And um, the one, the one times that I might shy away from Bach remedies, if anybody had struggled with alcoholism and they have a very strict abstinence, then I won't use those. I'll use something else. Hmm. That's interesting. So as far as like, uh, pregnancy, pregnant women, kids, have you used them on kids or pregnant women? So I don't see pregnant women, but I do see kids and um, lots of ADHD and things like that. Oh, apologize. That, that's, I'm in the office. So um, <laughs> let me see if I can get that turned down here. Um, that's what happens at live and it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, like when your dog barks or the kids, yeah. that's for lunch. <laughs> it's called reality being real, you know, deal with things as they come along. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You were saying that you use them with children sometimes. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of kids um, have anxiety or ADHD and there's a remedy called Clematis. And um, Clematis is for your daydreamers, you know, and like those kids that, you know, they just won't focus. And so, um, uh, so we'll use that and sometimes we'll use that in the remedy. And then there's a couple like Aspen is just for uh, fear of the unknown and Mimulus is fear of the known. And so sometimes I'll put those um, in there in their uh remedies and um there you could you just put it you just put it in the morning they go off to school they drink their little water bottle throughout the day it has a very very mild flavor generally can't, can't taste it or they'll like it uh, or they tend to like it uh bach the bach brand also has a pre-made uh uh remedy called rescue remedy and it has a few different um, Bach remedies in it. And so if I'm unsure, but I have an anxious kid, um, I'll just say, just go, just go pick up some rescue remedy and add that into, add that into their water. 
Um, and especially like on testing days or something like that, the kids, they generally do well, but they're a little bit anxious about the testing. You can just put it in their water bottle and then they just sip on that throughout the day and that can be helpful. So really the only contraindication uh, perhaps would be someone who uh, is an alcoholic or has uh, alcohol dependency, but not, not, not really even psychiatric disorders or anything else would be a contraindication. You know, um, if someone is really unstable, so I would, I would, and they're not well managed, I would say be careful because even energetic medicine can take somebody who is very fragile and make it worse. So this, this, these are, they're doing things, they're push, they're mm -hmm. pushing things. And so I would say somebody who is medicated and they should check with um, their physician or if they're working with a naturopath um, or a homeopath or somebody who really knows about the BOP remedies and that they're going to follow, you're going to follow them. So, so yes, this is energetic medicine and it does push things. And so if somebody is um struggling we'd want to just use caution be careful mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome i mean it's like it's a mile um a mile yet powerful modality that you get to use so that's yeah that's amazing now yeah. most most people have um it's probably best because i think i've seen some of these over the counter i'm not sure if if the Bach ones, are those available over the counter? And if they are, what isn't it best that they consult with someone that knows how to um, guide them, prescribe them instead of just, because a lot of people will just look up something, they read, they're like, oh, I need to go get this. I'm tired. I'm going to go get vitamin B. <laughs> you yes. know, and there's different types of vitamin B. So how would you guide someone um you know, as far as if they want to learn more about this or possibly, um, you know, start utilizing these. Sure. So you can, some stores carry the full line. So um, I'm a big fan of Sprouts. I have no relationship with Sprouts whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, but they do, they do support the naturopathic college. So we're also always thankful for their, for their support. Um, but Sprouts does carry their full line. There are online retailers like Nelson and then um, other retailers that sell the, the Bach Remedy line. And then there are online questionnaires you can go and take and learn a little bit more on the Bach um, on the Bach website, and it will point you to um, practitioners uh, that that will help you work and and make your Bach remedies. I work with a couple um, therapists around town, and if they have someone that they feel like would be beneficial for Bach remedies, then I take um, their contact information and I'll make their Bach remedies for them. Um, uh, and they don't have to be a patient of mine. So they give me kind of the, the, um, the lowdown on just the generals, like what's going on. And then, um, I'll have the, their patient fill out some questionnaires for me and, um, and then I'll make their custom, their custom blend, um, so that they can have their Bach remedies while they're going through therapy. 
Dr. Maggie, do you also work uh, remotely? Like, do you see patients through Zoom or is it only locally in your practice, in your office? So we do both. So when COVID came, I didn't do um, virtual appointments, but of course that changed everything. Mm -hmm. And the electronic medical records um, platform that I use made the um, virtual appointments um, really affordable, where they weren't affordable to offer prior. And so um, now I now I do both. So um, it depends on the patient and what they're comfortable with. So some people are still not comfortable um, coming out. And so if they don't, if they're if they're okay with Zoom and I don't need a physical exam or anything like that, then then I'm okay with them um, uh, meeting virtually. Although um, I like to see people, <laughs> so so preference is probably that they come in. And where can people find you? Yeah. So um, the name of my practice is called On Being Well, and I have a website. It's onbeingwell.com. Uh, it has all my contact information. I have a really easy email. It's info at onbeingwell.com. Um, and um, my website has a lot of different information about me. And if anybody uh, would need to get a hold of me, you can email me or uh, make a free 15 minute phone call or sorry. Yeah, it's a phone call, but you can book it online. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Maggie. You're so Dr. Lita, do you have any, anything else? No, I mean, this has been fascinating. I'm just like taking some notes here and um, it's a lot of great information, especially right now with the a lot of people go through challenges during the holidays. And then mm -hmm. of course, with overwhelm and, and what you talked about also, you know, the new year coming up. So people kind of having anxiety or maybe not having direction on where they yeah. need to go. So I think I'm um, going online, connecting with you and, and doing a quiz sort of speak just to see where they are. I think it's going to be a great start for people and something that's, like I said, is it's, it doesn't hurt them in any way. Of course, you know, everything is bio-individuality that you have right. to figure out, you know, what works for you and what doesn't and why working with a practitioner like yourself is going to be the best option for them. So thank you so much. I learned quite a bit and um, so excited about that. Hopefully you'll have a book or something coming out or a course <laughs> coming out soon. <laughs> Well, thank you both for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And thank you both for the work that you do. Um, it's needed out there in the world. So thank you very thank much. You. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. And also happy holidays to our audience and our uh, family. We're so thankful also for every week being able to come live and bring valuable information and also have the time to connect with Dr. Linda and um learn every single week yes. we're learning so it's so it's so amazing to have the opportunity to bring valuable information and also get valuable information for ourselves so thank you so much dr maggie happy holidays everybody and we'll see you uh guys next week see you next week all right bye bye